Come on, do better now. Come on, praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. What a mighty God we serve who is worthy to be praised. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I know it's kind of wet, but it's going to be okay. A little, little misty, but it's not from pouring down. Um, we're going to, we have a, a brief word for you today. Because um, one thing I found out about Fifth Sundays is that when people come to Fifth Sundays, at least I know you know the Lord. A lot of people take Fifth Sunday off. Fifth Sunday is off Sunday. Those who come, I love people who come, to, who come to service every single week. It's called commitment. And commitment is important to God, more to the body. And so I appreciate those who come and don't make excuses and say, well, I have to do this, I have to do that. You come and serve, the, you come to, to, to be with God. I want to, I want to, um, Give honor to those who served in our military, who also those who have gone away, um, who have who gave the ultimate sacrifice by giving their lives up for our freedom. So I want to make sure we have um, time to reflect on that. So let's pray. Spirit of living God, let your reign drop down for fresh upon your people. Spirit of living God, let your reign drop down for fresh upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your reign drop down for revival service this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency they might see for me, for your son, but, Father, and take this topic of serving, please send your servant into a detour time that I may show him the way to go. Because, God, there's absolutely nothing about me. This is simply all about you. God, there's absolutely nothing about me. It's simply all about you. I pray for three things this morning. For the challenge. I pray for conviction. And, God, I pray for creative change. The people are challenged and convicted by your word. They will be changed by the same power of that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. Let your shekinah grow to minister to this temple. And God, I pray you accept welcome my presenting my sight, O Lord and my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Why we serve. Um, I normally don't preach um, holiday sermons. It's the 4th of July. I'm just some preachers. I don't normally do that. But um, as I've been traveling, I realized serving is important. And our military people decided to serve. They decided to serve their country. Some gave up the sacrifices for the country. And so I, God put this in my spirit about why we serve. Because I want to know that you would know why you serve. So we, we're going to look at Romans 12 real quickly. And I, and I believe this is, this is from, remember now, from the Christian standpoint, we are in a we are in a war, okay. Remind we are in a war, and you need to understand we are in a war. So it says here, Paul wrote this letter, and, and I love Romans twelve one because Paul said, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren." Paul's basically, I beg you, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. The first thing I want you to talk about is we serve God because of righteous. Next, we, we serve the Lord because of our righteous martyrs. By the mercies of God. God is an amazing God. Let, let me show you what, um, I got some, get, get the clips. Let me show you um, what, what it looks like when you know, you have an example you can follow um, in battle. Notice the characters now. 
And throughout the message, you'll see how they change because of the example, the model. What a model. What a model. But guess what? Our Lord is a righteous model. He gives life for us by the mercies of God. I mean, you can't get more, you can't, there's not a better model we can serve, we can follow than Jesus Christ. That man was in a that man, that, that corporal was challenging him. He ran down the man, got back to the vision. And what we have to do as a, as a church is get back to what God has called us to do. We're in a war. We're in a fight. We're not playing hopscotch. We're in a, we're in a battle. And as soldiers, we got to get, we gotta put our, our, our hands to the work. Also, the next, look at the verse. It says here, wholly acceptable to God, which is your what? A good soldier follows orders. A good soldier stands ground. A good soldier 
walks his post. A good soldier knows he is always in war. It's our reasonable service. We have to realize, beloved, Satan desires to take us out. And because we think this is a game, he's not, because we think that because we don't see a guy walk around with a red pitchfork or a red tail that there's no war, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We are in a spiritual battle. Beloved, think about this here. I just want to line today. One point, there's only, there's total, there's nine million, supposedly, LGBT people in America. Nine million. Out of, thir- out of 33 billion people, there's tons of us in America. There are 1.35, 1.35 of the national population of this country. But that 1.35 is what? Unified. They're together. They know their marching orders. They know their battle plan. And they're marching down our throat. Because why? God's church is disunified. God's church is not serving. God's church doesn't realize we have a righteous model. We must fight the good fight of faith knowing that God, because why? It's holy. It's acceptable. It's our what? Our reasonable service. We can't back down because they're moving forward. No. We have to. Not only do we we have a good model, but also, look at the verse. Do not be conformed to this world, but be what? By the new of your mind. Our second point is this here. We serve God because we have a renewed mind. We realize this is not about us. This is more than, than just going through the motions. No. This is more than just us having coming to church on Sunday morning. No, this is, this is about our kids and our, our children's kids and our, our kids' kids. And good soldiers fight knowing that it's not about the, this war here, but people come behind them. If we lose this battle now, what about our kids? What about our grandkids? Let me show you what not realizing about war. Next one. Next clip. What, what, what that looks like. What you must do. These guys are going on. This, they're, they're, they're secure and they're safe. They're free. But something happened.
you have renewed mind. The same guy bought the first clip, questioned the first clip, doubted his leadership. But when your mind's been changed, when, your mind, when, you, when you start getting it, and you face an impossible odds, even they were going home to safety to go jump and get back in the war because why? It was an opportunity to win. The Bible says in, in Timothy, you therefore must endure hardships as what? A good soldier of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. It's difficult. It's hard. And we may think we can ride off and take it easy. We can't. There's an opportunity to strike the enemy. We must wage war as a good soldier. He said no one entangles in a warfare, nowhere in engaged in warfare. No one engaged in warfare. Here's the issue. You forget you are engaged in warfare. And Satan has one goal, to take you out. Satan has one goal to, to remind you it's just a game. No, you don't get caught up in it because why? With the affairs of this life. Our greatest enemy is our desire for life. Our desire to live. Our desire to have what we think is important. Instead of realizing, you know what? God calls to have life and life more abundantly. And the stuff we call things we, we want to get and we want to get this, we want to get that, that means nothing compared to the bigger picture of this thing. But are you willing to jump out of something safe and fight? Are you willing to be like the, the tons of soldiers, marines, sailors, who put their life on the line, that we would have the, that we'd have the right to wear the medals, serve 10 years, put, sent probably thousands of kids to, to, to war, and there's thousands of drill sergeants. Man post in Cuba. All to make sure that I can come to church on Sunday and be free. To make sure that you had the right to choose. Because why? I didn't get caught up in this in this stuff. I had a job. I swore the oath to protect you on foreign soil, domestic foreign. Didn't matter, I was there. Because why? I was a soldier. That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. When I I had to make sure that I please my country. I wasn't going to get a dishonorable discharge and be a, be go AWOL or be UA. No, I was going to serve my country well because why? I was serving my country. But guess what? The same way, you go on the MEPS. MEPS is there's one more. When you get the MEPS, and MEPS is where you, you, you enlist yourself. And they tell you, are you ready? Yeah. Once you go in this room, you can't go back. You go in that room with that flag. You put that hand up. There is, once you go in the room with the flag, there's no turning back. They say, are you sure? You go, yeah. You go in there, lift that hand up, and we've given our life over to United States of America. But guess what? One day you said, I accept Christ as my Savior. One day you got in the pool and you were baptized and you said, I'm giving my life over to Christ. Therefore, I am a soldier in this army. And nothing keeps me. Last point is this here. We serve the Lord because we are relationally motivated. 
relationally motivated. You know what? <laughs> I'm in this thing together because of y'all. We're family. We're family. I care about each other. I care about you, Benjamin, and your family. Pray for you, your wife. And pray, I pray for Damage and his family. I pray for, for Triangles. I pray for you guys. I pray for, because why? I'm relationally motivated. I want us all to win. Because at the end of the day, we don't win till we all win. Until Christ says, well done, thy good and faithful what? That's when we win. L- let me show you what, what, how when you're motivated racially, what you do. Even when you're tired, you're, you're, you're drained. But when you're motivated, you do this here. Relationally motivated, you don't care. Why? The end is more important than the miles. They were relationally motivated. Because why? They were a unit. They were a team. They had a focus. And the focus was to win. To win the battle. To win the, not just the battle, but to win the war. Are you motivated? Do you, do you care enough about each, do we care enough about each other to make sure that we, that together we win? You losing and me winning still says I lost. 
We got to win together because why? We're family. We're called the body of Christ. If I, if I lose my arm, my body is affected by it. If I lose my leg, my body is affected by it. How can I watch you be amputated or be hurt and I'm not affected? I should care because the Bible says what? I cry with you. I laugh with you. I rejoice with you because why? We're part of the body. And until we learn as the Christian church to start coming together as a body, when one hurts, we all hurt. When one laughs, we all laugh. Because why? We're a unit. We're a family. And because we're relationally motivated, we keep on fighting even when it's time for us to take leave. But there's a moment to go back in there. That phone call you get at 9 o'clock at night. That 1 o'clock in the morning phone call. That extra, Jesus called it the extra mile. The extra tourniquet that was. They were done. They were secure. But he realized they had to go another mile. They had to carry, give someone their tourniquet. Give someone their, their tourniquet because why? They were in need. The war wasn't over. They had a good battle. But the war isn't over. Beloved, guess what? The war we're facing, it's not over. I don't care if you're blessed, nice cars, nice homes, doing fine. Until every child, every person knows Jesus Christ. Every man, woman, boy, and girl. The Bible says, until the ends of the earth, till everyone hears the message of Jesus Christ and come to know him as Savior and Lord. Our battle, our work is not done. We must fight until God calls us home. And we serve because why? We believe together. Because guess what? I don't know who I'm leading, who that person may affect in my life. I'm not sure. I don't know if, if it's, let's just say, let's just say, Felipe Cruz's son knows Jesus. Little, 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 little Isaiah, right? Levi, okay? Little Levi grows up. Jesus' son becomes a teacher. They just separate. He moves to some place and he moves. Because he knows Jesus, he sees Levi and keeps teaching Levi Jesus Christ. Or let's just say someone else's kids get saved. If we, don't, if we didn't lead them to Christ, then we don't know who Levi may marry. Or who, who these kids may marry. Can we, take, can, we, can, we, can, we take, can we put that at risk? I mean, how many, how many parents want their kids to marry somebody saved? If we don't lead, if, if I got a little, 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 little boy, if, if, if we don't get people saved, what happens to him? If we don't save my son, I want him to marry a saved woman. So if I don't get you saved and you say that you go lead someone else to Christ, what happens to him and my grandkids? It's guess what? It's all linked together. And when we fail to see this as a linking chain, we take, we take for granted sharing our faith. We take for granted being in the warfare. We, take, we say, oh, it's no big deal. Someone else do it. No, you got to do it. There was tons of people who could have went back out there and fight. But two five said no. It's my job to fight. I enlisted in the, in the service to fight. I didn't enlist to take it easy. I enlisted to fight. As long as there's something worth fighting, 
fight. Let me tell you something. Our future, our kids at stake. And people say, Pastor, why are you so passionate about this building? Because I can't, when my, when my son, I have nine grandkids. Yeah, one more, I got one more on the way. I got to send my kids to some school because they're not going to public school. They're not going. They're not going to public school. Period. So there's got to be a school they can go to where boys are boys and girls are girls. There's got to be someplace. There's got to be someplace that stands on principles. Got to be someplace that, that 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 that's willing to fight. Well, if we say, well, someone else will do it. Someone else will do it, and we don't sacrifice it all for the bigger picture. I tell you, you know, we gotta get. A, we do gotta get a building. We need to get school. Because you, know, you, you know the vision. The new building comes to school. No school. Then our kids, then our children get what? Throwing it out there to the... And then when they come back crazy, we can't point the finger at no administration. The finger comes pointing back to us because why? We failed to be motivated relationally to get the thing done because why? It's not about us. It's about what? The family. About the body of Christ. How motivated are you? Do you care? I care about everyone in this room because I realize each one of you connect to me and connects to someone's future. Not today, not tomorrow. I know forget Daddy say, I raised some grandkids. And Pat looked at us and girl, you have the most important job in the world because your grandkids may affect me. I have to make sure I pour into her all I can because why? She got to pour into them. Because what they get from her comes into their mind, becomes their worldview. If we don't understand that, we serve because we are racially motivated. I'm motivated to make sure that I pour into you God, him, him buried, him crucified. But guess what? He's alive. And he's doing quite well, as a matter of fact. I'm motivated to believe, I'm motivated because I believe that we're all fearfully in what? We're the apple of who? And we are all blessed to be what? I am motivated by the fact that if God loves me like that, then why, doesn't God, why won't God love you the same way? So no matter where you are, who you are, the place you are right now does not define you. No, the end does. So we're here. We serve. And I need you in these seasons off at home. I need you to get motivated. I need you to not have breakfast that we already ate. Because the Bible says, Man should not live with every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. And don't take the comfortable way out. No. Take the right way out. And sometimes the right way out is get back in again and again and again and again. Because we took the right, took the way out, we are getting our own punishment right now. I do believe God is punishing this church because we kept taking the out instead of getting back in. 
don't blame no I don't blame society. I don't blame administration. I don't blame the government. The word says the judgment shall begin at the household of God. When God's people stop honoring him and stop being his people, he brings wrath and chaos to the city. And then we got to be like Jeremiah. We got to seek the peace of the city instead of being leaders of the city. So please, on this Memorial Day of, of remembering those who have died, let's not quit fighting. Let's, we have a great motto to do, right? Let's get our mind together. And lastly, we're together. Let's care about each other. That you may prove what is the what? That good and what? And perfect will of God. You know why, you know why that last point was, is the perfect will of God? To be relationally motivated? Wasn't God relationally motivated? But God so loved the that he gave what? Let me tell you something. That's a major love. Benjamin, I, lo- I love everybody to death. I'm not giving up AJ. <laughs> I, and you're not giving a believer. We serve a God that took that, this precious child, and said to some, Romans said, while I was still a sinner, cussing, lying, whoremonging, he took the precious seed, my precious child, and threw it on the cross. Was he not motivated? Relationally motivated? How dare we not be motivated for one another? We're asking you today. Get back in it. Let's fight. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep saving souls. Because you never know. The soul you might save may save your life one day. Let's pray. Father God, thank you this morning. You are an amazing God. There is none like you. There might be someone here this morning, God, who needs to know you. They came one way and they leave something different. Today, God, they're here this morning. You you have never accepted Christ as your Savior. You've you've done the church thing but haven't done the the relationship thing. Today is your day to come know Christ as your Savior. So you're here this morning. You have never confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that Christ died for your sins. At your seat, just raise your pastor and I meet Jesus Christ. I've taught everything else and you're right. I've, I've had the wrong thing, and I want Christ again. If you're here this morning, please raise your hand. Come to Christ. Secondly, you may have been in church your whole, may have been in church your whole life. You kind of backslid. You want to come home this morning. You're here this morning. You want to come home to God. All you got to do, Pastor, I want to come home. I, I've been running from church for a while. I need to come home. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Come on home. I see your hand. God bless you, brother. I see your hand. God bless you. Third, New Season Church is not perfect. We are, f- we by no means are a perfect church, and by no means you have a perfect, you have a perfect pastor. I, I'm not that, but I do want to be your pastor. I do want to pour life into you. I want to speak life into you every single week. I want to pray for you that you continue to become all that God wants you to become, and I would love for you to be part of our family. You're here this morning. You don't have a church home. You have a family, and, and God has told you today that New Season is that place. If you're here this morning, would you please raise your hands and pastor, I need to be part of this. I need to be re- in relationship. I've done religion. I now need to have a family to hold me accountable and be relationship. That's you. Would you please raise your hands, Pastor, to be part of the family? 
see your hand. God bless you. Praise God. Amen. God, we bless your name. You're faithful. You're faithful and true. We trust you when it doesn't make sense. We leave everything up to you because you're God and there's none like you in all the earth. Bless those who come. Bless those who have raised hands. And Father, help us. Help us, God, to serve you until our day is done. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. I want to shake the hands of those who come. God bless you, my brother. Bless you, my brother. Welcome to the family. God bless you. Listen, make sure you keep doing it. Um, keep focused. Keep, keep striving. We have a lot to do. Please keep giving to the building. I, I am more motivated than ever to get this thing done because the church of Jesus Christ has got to rise up. We got to do it now. Okay? The last, I'm not giving the last day doomsday. I'm just saying on my watch, we got to get it done. Because guess what? It's our watch. Our kids, our grandkids, the future of us is at stake. Let's get this thing done to the glory of God, okay? See you Wednesday night. God bless you. Love everybody. Take care. You got to worship next time, all right? You got to worship, all right?